Since you are so kind as to think of me, dear father, answered Beauty, I should like to have you bring me a rose, for we have none in our garden. It was not that Beauty cared so much for a rose, but she did not want it to look as if she were trying to be better than her sisters, who would have said she refused only to be praised. The father set out on his journey, but when he reached the port, he had to go to law about the cargo. After a great deal of trouble, he started back as poor as when he left home. He was within thirty miles of his home and was thinking of how happy he would be to see his children again. But his road lay through a thick forest, and in a blinding storm he lost his way. All at once, down a long avenue of trees, he saw a golden gleam which seemed to be at a great distance. He rode toward it and found that it shone from a splendid palace, brightly lighted from top to bottom. Not a soul was to be seen in any of the outer yards. The stable door stood open, and the merchant's horse, half-starved, walked in and helped himself to a plentiful meal of oats and hay. Leaving his horse in the stable, the merchant went into the house. Still he found no one. But in a large room he found a cheerful fire and a table spread with the finest food. The table was set for one. As the rain and snow had wet him to the skin, he went and stood before the fire. Surely, he said to himself, the master of the house or his servants will pardon the liberty I am taking. Of course someone will come before long. He waited and waited, but no one came. When the clock struck eleven, he decided he could endure his hunger no longer. So he helped himself to a chicken, which he ate to the bones all the time trembling with fear. Now that he no longer felt hungry, he took courage and began to look about him. He passed through one beautifully furnished room after another and finally came to a chamber in which there was an inviting couch. It was past midnight and he was very tired, so he shut the door and went to bed. It was ten o'clock the next morning when he waked, and what was his astonishment to see beside his bed a handsome new suit of clothes, instead of his own, which were quite worn out. Surely, he said to himself, this palace belongs to a good fairy who has taken pity on me and cared for me in my trouble. He looked out of the window and saw no snow, but a lovely flower garden. He returned to the room where he had eaten the night before, and there he found a little table spread with fruit and eggs, a plate of buttered toast, and a pot of fragrant hot coffee. Thank you, good fairy, he said aloud, for your kind care of me. After breakfast, he started toward the stable to look after his horse. As he passed through the rose garden, he remembered what beauty had asked for, and he picked a spray of roses to carry home.
As he was picking them, he heard a terrible noise, and saw such a frightful beast coming toward him that he almost fainted with fear. "'Ungrateful man!' roared the beast. "'I saved your life by receiving you in my palace, and in return you steal my roses, which I love more than anything else in the world. You shall pay for this with your life.' The merchant threw himself on his knees, crying, My lord, forgive me. I did not mean to offend you. I picked only this one spray for my youngest daughter, who had asked me to bring her a rose. I am not a lord, replied the monster, but a beast. I do not like sweet words, so do not think you can soften me with flattery. You say you have daughters. I will pardon you if one of them will...